Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to this week's episode of Lit AF with me, your host, Sarah Cohan. I am so excited, as always, to be back this week. Um, I am very excited for today's episode with Jessica Briggs. She's a reader, healer, and education enthusiast. Our, I'm just like still floating from our conversation. Um, but we talk about so many things, including the Akashic Records, um, spirit guides, and how to connect with them. She um, communicates with my spirit baby, which was so incredibly healing. Um, we also discuss meditation. She pulls cards at the beginning for all of the listeners. So, um, so yeah, it's truly a powerful episode, and um, I can't wait to get into it. But first, as always, I want to just do a quick check-in um, before the episode starts, and um, my check-in this week is just so much gratitude. I want to thank everyone for um, sending me love and support with last week's episode about my miscarriage. It, um, it truly has made me feel so incredibly deeply held, and I'm just, I'm in awe, like really. So thank you everyone that reached out, um, and those of you that shared your own stories of miscarriage. It was just so powerful to witness and um, be healed by all of those stories. So thank you so, 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 so much. And um, without further ado, let's just get into this episode. Here we go. Hi, Jessica. Welcome to Lit AF. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so happy, Sarah. Yay. Oh, my gosh. So <laughs> Jessica is a reader, a healer, and an education enthusiast. She hosts amazing weekly meditations on her Instagram. Highly recommend checking those out. We'll get to that at the end. Um, but I'm just so excited to have you on the show and just talk about your craft and, um, have a discussion about healing. I think it's gonna be awesome. So, um, we're going to start today's reading with, um, Jessica's going to pull a few cards. So she's already pulled them for us. So you want to, you want to explain the cards for today for our listeners? Yes. So the way I love to do divination is um, <laughs> it's I choose, it, but I allow the messages to just come to me almost as if I didn't need the cards at all. Um, but I pulled from three different decks. And the first deck is called Mudras for Awakening the Energy Body. And the card I is for higher knowledge. And what the message is for anyone who will be listening to this or who might be listening to this is around meditation. And the message is to allow your meditation to be organic, natural, and flow. If you find uh, meditation to have a form of self-punishment or discipline in the negative connotation of discipline, See if you can let it go and let it be more free and natural. Meditation is something you are always doing. It refers to where you're putting your energy for long periods of time. So if your current meditation practice isn't organic and isn't flowing with you, be open to lighten it up. Oh my God. I love that. <laughs> I need that. I need to hear that message every day. <laughs> It's so good. You know, higher knowledge is also inner knowledge. It's available to us at all times in every moment. 
And so ritual is really fun and meditation is really meaningful. It doesn't need to be or elaborate mm. or difficult. It's right there. <laughs> it should just flow. I love that. That's so good. Sometimes I meditate. My brain is just like, it hurts. <laughs> so. yes. Yes. Or when people focus so hard on having the no mind, And then it's almost like a self punishment for your thoughts. And then, meanwhile, higher knowledge is like all around you in every inch of your body, every cell of your being, being like, just open, just receive. Mm. Like, you don't have to fight your mind so hard. (laughs) (laughs) This is just spot on. I'm almost picturing like a massage instead of like a workout. Like that's how I'm picturing like this type of meditation. Yes. So I teach people how to read the Akashic records or actually if it's not in alignment for them, I'll teach them like whatever they're meant to be connecting to. And one of the practices we do is being aware of when you are creating versus when you are receiving. Mm. And they're both really, really, really good energies. But the energy of, oh, I'm thinking and I need to bring myself back can be creator mode in this initiatory mode. Or meditation can be this act of like deep, deep receptivity where it's like, I'm just allowing, I'm just receiving, I'm just abiding. Mm, Surrender. That's so good. It's so sweet. I love that. I want to share a little bit of extra love for anyone who struggles meditating and just say, you are not alone. On several occasions, I have met people who swear they cannot meditate or they are the worst one. Oh my God. (laughs) But you're not, I promise. I love that it's like a competition. Like, no, trust me, I'm the worst one. (laughs) Number one. (laughs) It's like, no, we're all trying to do this together. Like. I love that. So I recently heard, and I know there's other cards, so I don't want to jump too far in, but I recently heard that like, there's so many different types of meditation and you can figure out maybe the best for you based on, um, not only how you like, basically how you learn. So like, if you're a visual learner doing visual meditation, visualization meditations, and if you're like an auditory learner, I guess it would be listening to meditations, which is how I listen to all my meditations. <laughs> and then if you're like, if you learn by doing, then it's like an actual kind of like a mindfulness, like body check-in meditation is really good for you. Have you heard this? Like, do you? I haven't heard it, but I almost would add in, like, if you're really kinesthetic, maybe eating is your meditation. <gasps> oh. <cool>. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. Because yes, I meditate all the time when I'm eating. <laughs> We are doing like um, kitchery meditation, right? Ice cream yeah. meditation. Or- <laughs> Those are my favorites. <laughs> I love it. So what about like, what about the um, eating process is meditative? Well, it can be for certain people. Uh, if, if there are people out there who like to eat rushed and efficiently, I don't want to like force you to down but if you are called to to eating meditation I think it would just be about relationship mm. like do you are you having a relationship to the food you're eating and allowing yourself to receive all the nutrients and benefits which are so much more than minerals every food has its own message and story and mm. energetic and reason for being you know so beautiful I love that yeah I'm like slowing down and thinking about it 
I love that. So beautiful. For me, when I eat dairy, I always am appreciative of the relationship between humans and the animal kingdom Mm. because that reciprocity, right? That I'm I'm eating the dairy. Oh, that's so beautiful. I love that. That's so good. So the next card we pulled is um, from a different deck called Angels and Ancestors. Mm. And it is the snake. (gasps) She's pulling up a beautiful turquoise snake card. It's in like in a circle sun. It's beautiful. Almost looks like a dream catcher in a way. Yes. And um, the wording on here says shed old skin, but I don't feel that's what this snake actually wants to share today. The snake is about adaptability and being really low to the ground and on the earth. So their perspective is, um, yeah, like really, really, really close to the ground and they observe everything around them and they take in with all their senses. Cause I think that snakes are blind or they don't see very well. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. It's so cool. So for our listeners, the message is that in 2021, I feel there's going to be lots of changes happening Mm -hmm. with the financial industry, with how we do things in so many ways, maybe even reintegrating back into groups. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm like not ready. (laughs) (laughs) And to navigate these changes, stay close to the ground, which in the human body is like, Stay close to your breath, stay Mm. close to your perceptions, stay close and observe and allow yourself to be really grounded and have a wide perspective about the things that are happening. So oftentimes we can be very reactive, um, if we, especially if we live in the Bay Area or bigger city areas like that, we can be really reactive to the news because in a way it affects us almost disproportionately. Like mm-hmm. current events like happen really, really quick for people who live in the city. I live out in the country um, it's where it's kind of like, it just doesn't affect as much day-to-day life activities. Mm-hmm. And And so instead of being reactive or the invitation would be is like, like seeing this bigger picture. So when things are getting more chaotic or worse, as it appears at first, or they're getting better, just stay close to your breath and stay close to the ground and hold a vision of the highest possible outcome for everybody. Oh, I love that. The con- yeah. Like everyone, not just ourselves. Not just ourselves, especially with systems like politics in the financial industry. Mm. Don't get caught up on the ups and downs, but just be like, okay, chaos is good because it's shaking things up. And I mm. hold a vision that everybody receives benefit, that everybody mm. receives care. I love that. That's like so spot on for this week because as we're recording this whole GameStop fiasco is like going, have you heard about this? I, I have a bit, but I'm not like well read on it. It's like, <laughs> it's just shaking up. It's a lot of chaos for sure. A lot of hedge funds are very upset. A lot of like young um, Reddit users are getting rich quick. Like it is so, it's just such a hilarious big shakeup. And it like, it's almost like it needed to happen. Cause like, why does this exist? How is this even possible. I don't know about stock market, obviously, but like, why are you shorting something and getting something in return? Like we should have learned this lesson by now, you know? So I feel like this is like spot on for right now. Like there's going to be chaos. There's going to be chaos. And I guess in moments of chaos, we always tend to those who are negatively impacted by it 
while holding a big view that chaos for the collective is a good thing because shit needs to shake up. Yep. Yes. You know? Yes. <laughs> needs to yes. change. Yes. <laughs> this needs to change. We shouldn't be shorting against stocks. I have whole thoughts on stock market in general, but like <laughs> this shouldn't exist. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It's, um, I actually studied finance, like academic, like my background is in mathematics and economics. So of course it is Jessica. <laughs> You're an enigma. I love it. <laughs> I know. It's so funny, but there's a, I see a strong relationship between like the unseen forces of mathematics and economics and spirituality. Mm, <laughs> love that. That's amazing. Would you like to hear the next card? Yes, please. Okay, so this is from a different deck called Flower Evolution by Katie Hess Ooh. of Lotus Way. Oh, and it's actually me too. Me too. <laughs> um, our flower <gasps> is the black bat flower. Isn't it beautiful? It is. I'm just gonna describe it for listeners. This is like the coolest fucking flower. I just found out about Lotus Way and her work. And this flower is an orchid that looks like a bat, and it's like dark purple and like really kind of like mysterious looking. It's so cool. I love that word mysterious. Um, and I, okay, I'm going to use that word in this reading because there is a mysterious benefit in advocating for others. So I feel that your community has probably, I'm going to say our community because we're doing it together. Yes, but- please. <laughs> But our community has experience with boundaries and at least the beginning stages of standing up for themselves. Mm -hmm. And in addition to that, we can like open our view and open our eyes more and begin to cultivate the mysterious benefits of standing up for others. Wow. And what that might look like is like a social media post for something that doesn't affect you directly. An example from my own life is there's for some mysterious reason, um, I feel really passionate about like not fat shaming people. Like I feel so passionate about it and I've been skinny my whole life. So it's, and I, I mean, I know I have friends who've experienced it, whether they've shared with me about it or not, but I just care. And so beginning to speak up about it or having more conversations with people um, in general about that has like a mysterious benefit that's just worth experimenting with. I love that. I love all of these cards are like for for kind of the community, for the common good, which I love. I feel like 2020 was very like, let's go inside. And now 2021 seems like let's go outward. Like let's take that and bring it to everyone else. It's really cool. Yeah. Like the, um, kind of the sacred relationship between each other and that Mm. we do impact each other. Mm. I love that with our, with our food meditations, (laughs) which we have kind of just invented. I'm sure we (laughs) didn't. I'm sure other people have thought of it too. (laughs) (laughs) It exists. Yeah, for sure. Mindful eating is the thing for, I practice it. It's like, it's actually amazing. The food tastes so much better. Just, just like putting a little bug out there. (laughs) I love that. Well, thank you so much for those cards. I hope that, um, they can inspire listeners that, um, yeah, we need to meditate thoughtfully and don't be so hard on ourselves. And then we can bring that out to the common good, which I just think is 
so perfect for this year. Um, so you mentioned in um, kind of while pulling cards that you're really into the Akashic records. I know you pull from other modalities. So I just love to hear kind of your background and um, what methods you're pulling from. I hate, like I say the word modality on this show, like so many times. So I'm <laughs> going to stop myself from saying it, but I'd love to hear about your influences. Yes. Okay. So maybe like going back a little bit for context is what I have recently come to realize is that I was quite an awake child and that's a different experience than other people have. And it took me a long time to even realize like, oh my gosh, other people can't effortlessly see future timelines. I had no idea that people were walking around without being able to see themselves in the future. Wow. Until like two years ago. Oh my God. (laughs) I was like, you're kidding me. And I didn't know like people couldn't see like souls. Like I can see colors. I can, you know, I, I just see a lot of things and um, feel a lot of energies around me. And so the reason I share that is because everyone has a different story and being this way isn't different than being, or isn't better than being like somebody who was, had a lot of amnesia as a child and like is waking up and having that experience. Um, so that kind of couches my influences, I guess. Mm. And for me being like, just how I'm built, I studied academically mathematics, which I already mentioned, which was like a form of mind training for me, like a form of abstract thought, being able to manipulate what we call subspaces and do the mathematical foundations of quantum theory was a beautiful form of mind meditation. And, um, yeah, like abstract thought (laughs) because I already had the pieces that are so natural in the spirit realm of seeing the light in people, seeing the light in situations, gratitude, like gratitude is so natural. Kindness is so natural in the spirit realm. Caring is so natural. So for me, mathematics was like a spiritual tool. Wow. That is so cool. Curious, what does it look like? (laughs) If you could describe it and maybe you can't, that's fine. (laughs) I, so I have a relationship with numbers that includes or math mathematics in general that includes like my second seeing sound Mm. and feeling too Mm. so for example when um people in the spiritual community maybe you'll hear them talk about dimensions the mathematical word for a dimension might be a subspace Mm. and so it's the same thing but it's just like places that we can put our consciousness on and they may have colors or feelings or vibrations or sounds or inner knowing or inner feelings. Wow. Yeah. That sounds like it's almost like I'm thinking of like literally algebra and just like the curiosity of mathematics and like almost like putting in all of those different things that you're talking about, the senses, emotions, um, and almost using curiosity to like figure out what the like other missing answer would be. Does that sound at all like where you're going with it? Sarah, I'm so happy you brought that up. I used to teach algebra. I taught seventh grade math Wow. Wow. and economics. And um, 
That's it. Yes, that is exactly it. And I'm also like doing this education platform in 2021. And it's all about how can mathematics and intuition and spirituality and literature and music be organic, Mm. like be what's simple and natural and feel really nourishing. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. That is so cool. And I feel like each of those I've heard like science is a religion to some people, right? Spirituality is a religion to other people. Like all of these things can be such a spiritual thing and just like use it as tools together is so powerful. It's, it is so powerful. And, um, yeah, the truth is simple and shows up everywhere. Mm. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. So, so cool. After mathematics and teaching, I got into Buddhist meditation, um, which is when I guess I would have experiences like orgasms on the meditation cushion. Whoa. And like having a really so fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know because silent meditation means in large part you're not talking about it. And so <laughs> I didn't know that 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 wasn't super accessible to other people. And in my meditation, I would receive particular spirits who would teach me things mm-hmm. um, in meditation and, and that, but because, um, yeah, we didn't talk about it a lot. And my, my meditation mentor had um, Parkinson's and couldn't speak very much oh, because wow. of his Parkinson's. Um, so he, he basically just cultivated this, belief in me like everything is natural and not really a big deal wow love that so yeah. powerful he'd be I'd be like so this spirit came and was showing me this and I was didn't know if I really got it what do you think and because he couldn't talk he would just shrug and go like this <laughs> and then we'd look out the window together oh my god <laughs> you're like yep okay <laughs> we're shrugging at each other for our listeners <laughs> Oh my god, so beautiful. It's so I wish I had that reaction for everything in life. (laughs) No big deal. No big deal. Um, after that, so I did something really fun and it was a caretaker for my dad. And when that came to an end, I took a year off and did my bucket list. Oh my god, wow. It was so fun, Sarah. It was so fun. What was on it? I'm so curious. It was just three things, which in hindsight is really funny that I only had three things. (laughs) But one was um, this long-term meditation retreat. So a three-month meditation retreat. Um, The second was to hike the Pacific Crest Trail from Mexico to Canada. Oh my gosh. And the third was to go to Europe for a little bit. Oh, cool. Oh my God, this is like some eat, pray, love. I like it. Yeah. (laughs) So fun. But what the Pacific Crest Trail, one of the things I really got out of that experience, because I let my meditation practice completely go, <laughs> like completely. People are like, are you out there meditating? I'm like, no, I have so many miles to make per day. Like, yeah. <laughs> Focus <laughs> on one thing and it's walking. <laughs> I'm walking and then I try to make enough miles that I have time to go into town and drink a lot of beer with other hiker friends. Yes. <laughs> That's living. I love that. (laughs) So that brought, um, I would say that brought fun back to spirituality for me. Oh, fun. I love that. 
Yeah. So cool. And then what <laughs> happened? And then in Europe, were you just like, now I'm just drinking? <laughs> a lot. Oh. I, and I also got really sick on trail. Um, so, so then I, then I got back more into spirituality as a way to heal because what was happening with my body, which I feel like is a common story, was not able to be explained by Western medicine. And after that trip, I like didn't have the money to go mm. get like this exploratory surgery or whatever they were recommending. Whoa. And so actually that's when um, the Akashic records became very prominent in my life because that's who gave me the guidance on how to heal. Amazing. <laughs> Because I was broke and I didn't have another, well, I guess I could have just done nothing, but I got accurate information about what was the next right step. That's incredible. <laughs> what yeah. wonderful motivation. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Very cool. Yeah. It's Amazing. Fun. So talk to us about the Akashic Records. I have so many questions. Okay. So the Akashic Records are basically like a public library of light that exists in our collective consciousness. Nobody is withheld from the Akashic records. Nobody is prohibited from accessing that information. Probably if you've followed your intuition or gone through your body somatically, you've accessed pieces or um, parts of, of your Akashic records or you know that could at least have happened. And it's a vibrational field. And when we access the records, it might look different for everybody because it depends on how we constructed it in our belief system. But the easiest way to access is through your heart and to emotionally connect to your Akashic record as opposed to the whole Akash because it's infinite. Mm -hmm. It's infinite and it's vast and it can be a lot for a human body to hold. Mm. So we can all access it through our heart. And that's where we get to connect with our masters, teachers, um, ancestors, beings of light who have a record of our soul's journey from its inception. Mm. And we can go there for healing, for information, for guidance on our current lives. What's interesting is that many human beings have decided in this lifetime they don't want to know absolutely absolutely everything. So many human beings will have parts of their Akash that aren't like 100% available to them. Like, when am I going to die? Maybe your soul didn't want to know that in this life. So that information does exist, but you decided you didn't want to know for your own greatest and highest good to have this experience of freshness, of newness, of not knowing. Amazing. Amazing. And how... How could one access them? You can access them through intention, through prayer, through your body. I would say um, allow your internal system to know what is correct for you. Ask for, I would I would say protection, but what protection really is, um, is sealing yourself in, in light that during the experience, um, just just confirming that's the only experience you want to be having. <laughs> yeah. For everyone, I feel it, depending on where you're at on your journey, there's 
some listeners who could just go right into their third eye and just go there. There's some who will probably want to be in their body more. Mm. Um, I do teach, like I do one-on-one sessions to teach people that and other like intuitive ways of knowing that's specific for them. Mm, very and cool. So I'm a little hesitant to give a um, general answer and then have some people try it and be disillusioned. <laughs> because it didn't work. <laughs> didn't work. What's going on? I am so glad you teach people how to do it because I've been like, I'm just- I tried so many different ways and it's like, I, yeah, yes. I feel like I'm often just projecting the answers that I want to hear rather than receiving, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And it's kind of both because our imagination is involved, but with all forms of intuitive guidance, just letting your body be really familiar with what is receiving because you can receive thoughts, you can receive images versus what is creating or initiating? Mm, which is what, how you started this whole which session. Started. <laughs> like, you knew. <laughs> I love it. So it's again, getting that to that relaxed flow meditation and receiving instead of doing that like workout and like trying to push through. And trusting what you receive. Mm. Mm. And releasing any stories or beliefs around how you'll receive it. Mm. So many people receive kinesthetically. What does that mean? Like they receive it as sensations in their body, Mm. as opposed to like a really loud spirit in their ear or, you know. (laughs) I I love hearing that. (laughs) Or it's just a knowing it, like some people will have a certain spot, like the back of their heart where there's a knowing or maybe the, the higher, like upper heart. I love that. That's amazing. Yeah. Cause so much information is just in our, in our bodies. I'm working now with like my intuition being in my gut rather than anywhere else. Um, and also my subconscious being in my gut, which is interesting to have the two together in, in my little belly, but it's such a, like not speaking to my head while I'm talking to my subconscious has been a game changer because <laughs> the rest of my thinking brain is now officially separate. Like you're allowing your, your mental body to come into balance maybe. Yeah. Yeah. With your, your physical. Yes. Yes. And like letting the brain just take a little vacation. Great. <laughs> yeah. And then also actually what you're talking about of like not judging it and, um, and really just like accepting it for what it is. Like when it, when I'm talking to either my intuition or my gut in, in my belly, sorry, my intuition or my subconscious in my gut, it's, I like, there's no space for judge. Cause there's no judgment down there at all. There's none. Yeah. There's just love and so much healing can happen that way. But the creative part of us is also like so beloved because that's probably where this podcast came from. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yes. (laughs) Deep in there. (laughs) And it had that a little bit of that initiatory energy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it also, if people, I feel like some of the people that are listening to this, not a big percentage, but a certain percentage have creative things that are trying to come through them. And they're almost like swatting them away because they're like, no, I'm supposed to be no mind or like, 
not think, but um, also if you'll probably feel if this is you honor your creativity and the creative thoughts that are coming because they are leading you somewhere. That's beautiful. That's so beautiful. (laughs) I love that. We're all so different. We are all so different. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why it's so fun. I like love, I love hearing how other people meditate. Cause I'm like, yeah, that's just not me. <laughs> like I have friend, I have a friend who's so visual and like, she'll get out of meditations and be like, Oh my God, I went to this, to the beach. And I saw all these spirits and these aliens came to visit me. And I'm like, I like, don't see anything when I meditate. I like feel, I smell, but I don't see, like, I don't have, I it's very like blurry, very blurry pictures, like barely any color. So it's like, we're all so different. <laughs> Would you say, Sarah, that like our mainstream culture would value more like the big seeing and hearing experiences? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I was like convinced, so convinced that I had, um, I think it's called aphantasia, which is a blind mind's eye. And I did all this research on it. This was like less than a year ago. I was like, okay, I like can't, I just, my, my mind's eyes, like it's impossible for it to see. And then I'm like doing all this research and like all these other people are like, yeah, I, when I'm doing a meditation that's visual, like it's blurry, maybe it's gray, maybe it's just shapes. I'm like, yeah, I feel you on that. (laughs) And I did a past life regression and that's, I had this wonderful teacher, Asia, um, of the spirit health collective was like, don't like, like while you're doing your meditation, some people are visual. Some people are auditory. Some people are movement kinesthetic, like you keep saying. And that like pulled me out of believing this bullshit that I have aphantasia <laughs> and just allowed me to like do my best, which is movement. So it was really cool. Yes. I love that so much. And I wonder if I could ask you a question, please. Yes. <laughs> What is your intention for wanting to connect to the Akashic Records? Oh, good question. So I've only used it for like business decisions um, and like asking very specific, like what, what pricing should I charge? When should I launch this? That kind of thing. Yeah. And so I'm always like, this is the price that I really want to set. And then, <laughs> and then I just project that into my Akashic reading. <laughs> Sarah, your business has its own life force and its own Akashic record. So Mm. if that's what you're looking to get, that is deeply connected and deeply intertwined with your souls. In a way, you could say they're not separate. Okay. If you, from your heart, want to connect with your business blueprint of your business in the Akashic records, you may find that you have more success or ease with that intention. Oh, I, I love, love doing business Akashic blueprint readings. It's so fun. That's amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. I love it. Cause I'm always looking, I always start it, um, saying that I'm trying to open my records. Yeah. So it's, it's a totally different thing. You can access the records of anything that has a life force, as long as it's extremely ethical and you have permission to do it. I love that. So even dogs, here's a funny story. My dog, I asked her so many times, can I read your Akashic records? No, no. Every time? I've never never accessed them. Yeah. (laughs) How how are you reading the now? Like, how do you know it's a no? Um, 
I communicate with animals a little bit telepathically. So that's for me. But I feel like everyone who has a relationship with an animal can sense mm-hmm. their dogs know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mine's like, mine is just like a distracted head turn. Like, mm, that's a hard pass. Thanks, mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. I love that. Yeah. I love it. Have you ever crossed, have you come across other animals though that you were able, that did give you permission? I guess I've never asked another animal mm. and maybe that's because I just communicate more directly with them. Um, maybe if somebody was asking me to do a healing on an animal, which I don't offer professionally, um, it's almost like this own sacred thing in my life mm. that I just do out of pure sacredness. Um, maybe then I would ask them if there was mm. something that was going on that there was no other answer to that. Like the vet couldn't figure out or something. Mm, Yeah. Last resort. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's really beautiful. (laughs) So let's talk about your spirit guides. Cause I rewatched one of your recent meditations and you were talking about your current spirit guides and you just had a big shift. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm curious, how did they come to you? How do they communicate with you? And then how was the shift? I would really love to hear about that. Oh my gosh, the shift was really interesting. Um, I would say, how do they come to me? I communicate or we communicate together and we co-create together in the dream space. Um, Lucid dreaming through a lot of telepathic communication Mm -hmm. for me personally. And then also I feel them around me. Mm, Wow. Always. Um, I feel like I pretty much like, I actually just live in my Akashic records now. That's amazing. I kind of get that vibe from you, which is really cool. (laughs) It just, I feel like you're constantly channeling from it. Yeah. Wow. I have a really like sweet team. I feel really grateful and blessed for who's there. So for me personally, I have a really big team. Mm. I have 16 representatives that represent the whole host. Wow. And I have no idea why I have such a big team. It's almost comical, <laughs> but um, I really appreciate them. <laughs> Do they ever like have conflicting advice? That's a good question. It's happened before. Um, think around like dating and relationships. Mm. One time I will say, I feel like I want to share like a little story where sometimes with dating, I would get like really excited about who I was seeing and I'd really like them. And then there would be maybe like some just differences in how quickly they wanted to drop the bomb on me about the situation. Mm. Like I'd be really happy. And then um, they're like, but then the person would either be a sex addict or have abusive tendencies or something like that. And it was like, how quick do we want Jess to like see this situation a little bit more clearly? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, spirit guides. Thank you. It's like, you want to be in that bliss, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then the enjoyment, but seeing clearly is something that is a, it's actually a big part of my work. And it's also just a big lesson for me in this life. <laughs> mm. 
Wow, that's really cool. So how did they change? My uh, Saturn return started two weeks ago. Oh my God, congratulations. Or maybe longer, I forget. Yeah, two weeks ago. And very exciting. And so what I had set up, as far as I can tell in my soul agreements, was that I was in a car accident about a year before my Saturn return. And that was when I was either going to live or die. Like I had this soul thing, but I chose to live like effortlessly. It was not, I have just received, I've been the recipient of so much kindness, which has led to so much healing. So that's why that decision was a lot easier for me. So I'm very thankful um, for anyone who knows me in this life. Like, thank you so much for the kindness that you have bestowed upon me because that made that choice really easy. Amazing. And so that was like part of it. And then another thing is that um, I feel like I want to share that my uh, life got a little bit off the rails in my first Saturn. There was a lot more violence, lack of care, neglect, abuse of every single form um, that led to a lot of really intense and painful growth. Mm. And I actually ended up coming to completion with like what I had intended to do over a longer period of time. I ended up actually by going so deep and dark, <laughs> like jumping up, you know, and surpassing yeah. it. Mm. So then when my Saturn return was coming up about a week or two before my Saturn return, um, I was offered an initiation by my spirit guides. And it was a deep, deep initiation, but also really fun. I lost my mind. I lost my sight, um, actually, and like came face to face with darkness, with what Mm. some, if you're religious, what you would call like the devil. And it was my initiation into those experiences, but it was light. I experienced it as not being too heavy based Mm. on my past experiences in this life. I was like, oh, I know you, you know, Uh, (laughs) I know your old friend. Yeah. (laughs) And um, seeing the light in the devil and seeing the space in between the, the molecules of the devil and the light that exists in the space and then mm. going back into light, which is a fractal concept. So then after it was three days of initiation and I'm really, really thankful to my mentor and teacher, Maria Hoswell, who's based in the East Bay area because she was like the only person I could really talk to about it. And she really, 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 Mm-hmm. her her presence got me through and made me feel less like I belonged in a psychiatric institution <laughs> yeah yes and I was like okay it's not just me that has these things and so then part at the end of that initiation I um met with like a council and we talked about like what would be in the greatest and highest good for me to do in this lifetime mm-hmm. for myself but also um for me personally I'm really connected to like the human collective so like, what can I do to be like for the greatest and highest good of everyone? And it gets to be a lot easier going forward. So then what was interesting is having this new team of guides after that meeting, um, we I had to learn a new way of communicating with them. Wow. Because they were different than the ones that I had been with since I was a child that I was so comfortable with, almost like a childhood blanket mm. or like, you know, the, the ones that I had such a felt and deep connection to. I didn't even realize until I, it shifted the quantity of energy exchange we were having all the time, uh, even that 
wasn't what I was calling it as like a five-year-old or a six-year-old, you know? Wow. Wow. That's incredible. (laughs) That's incredible. And like, you sound like you're handling it really well. Like I would freak, I would freak out if that comfort had gone away. Well, then I got, I got a different kind of comfort. I got a much Mm. more multidimensional team. Mm. Yeah. So then it, I did miss it and I did go through some time, but I can always call them and be like, can mm. I have an old fashioned hug? Oh. You know, like in, like oh. the old ones, like we used to do. Oh my God, I love that. <laughs> yeah. How do those go again? I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> now it's extremely loving and extremely kind. Um, so I've, I've adjusted. It took a few days, but I got the hang of our new communication style and they also got the hang of me. Mm. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. That is so cool. Thank you for sharing that story. Thanks for letting me share it. I don't yeah. think I've ever told it. Definitely never told it publicly before. Oh my God. Well, it's out there now, <laughs> but I'm just, I'm glad that you had someone to hold, um, like physically help hold you through that as well. Like that can be, that can be so scary. Yeah. 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 That's incredible. So, um, I'm very curious. What is the new method of connecting to your guides? I got back into the use of a pendulum because with the new guides, what is asked of me is for like every cell in my body, my mental, emotional, spiritual, physical bodies, all the unknown bodies that I'm not even aware of to all be very coherent and be Mm -hmm. very much on the same page when I'm speaking and when I'm listening. And so what I started doing was like, Um, kind of going back to square one with my pendulum where I would say out loud what I thought I was receiving from them. And then I would ask them to use the pendulum to show me was I 100% aligned on every single level and getting it or no. And that allowed us to tweak our communication. Um, So I would say actually with this group, the telepathy is stronger than Mm. before. It was a lot, it was a lot of holding me. Mm, a lot mm. of protecting me energetically and I'm pretty sure that they orchestrated like so many kindnesses for mm. me so they I think they worked a lot through other people to give me work opportunities or mm. um help me get into UCLA I mean not mm. that they pulled strings for me but they probably helped me believe that I could mm-hmm. or give me the encouragement to at least apply because I didn't think I was smart back then I thought I was like a dumb little waitress. Oh my gosh, Jessica, you're so smart. I'm learning so much from you. This is like, seriously. Oh, I love that. I love that they took care of that. (laughs) It's really cool. That's really cool. So my only experience with a guide so far, and I'm asking all these questions because I'm like trying to, me, I'm like trying to get closer to my guides. Um, When I was pregnant, I had a guide that I could visually see and I was so scared to be pregnant. I wasn't ready. Um, like I literally thought about all the different options, very much so including abortion. And this spirit guide was a tribal leader, gorgeous. Like she had like these technicolor face, um, markings that would like change colors. And I would see her when, especially when I took a bath and her presence, like just calmed me. She was like, so many women have done this before you like yes. billions <laughs> and like so many women are going to do this after you and like 
I'm going to be here for you. And it was so cool. And then I didn't know this, but when I miscarried, she was gone. And so the last couple of weeks of my pregnancy, I was like, this is weird. Where did she go? But like, she'll come back like and kind of still feel it, but she's not as visual. Like I would close her eyes and she would just, my eyes and she would just like be there. Um, and then, and then she was gone and I had, had miscarried. So I'm, I'm assuming she kind of left with the spirit, but it was such a cool experience. And to have that just presence felt, I mean, I like literally was like, I can do this. Like if I've got her on my side, like she's clearly like delivered so many friggin' babies. (laughs) And I was like, kind of hoping she would stick around after two to like help with, you know, forming a baby. So it was really like an incredible, incredible experience. And I'm like trying to cultivate that for, for my everyday life, but obviously still have some, I don't want to say work. I want it to have ease, but like some connection to do. Would you like to hear a message from um, a spirit baby? Yes, please. And also that guide said she didn't go away. She just took a back seat. Oh. So she knows that you want to call on her. Then you can just ask. And then she gets to decide if she comes or not. But she loves you unconditionally. Oh, I know our guides love us so much. They take care of so many like, like little things that we can't see. Mm. Well, I always like to say thank you for all the known and unknown blessings that come from them. Thank you. Yeah. But for, okay. So for the spirit baby, um, the message is just that um, they weren't ready yet. Mm. They gave it a try to see what was happening on the physical plane. It's a little bit scary mm. and dense down here. And they just weren't ready, but they're wondering if they could try again. And they want to know, like, please don't be upset about that decision. They just couldn't do it anymore. So much love, Sarah. That's so sweet. Yeah. So sweet. And the answer is yes. The answer is absolutely yes. You're the perfect mother and steward for this baby. And they would never, ever, ever choose anyone else there's no such thing as a better fit for this baby that makes me feel so good oh my gosh Jessica thank you you're so welcome you're doing an amazing job taking care of yourself and this is a path that you can walk together and so it's not as much responsibility on you to get pregnancy right as you think because it's something that you and the spirit baby are finding the right timing oh great Ooh, that's good to hear. <laughs> so much pressure on moms, like to like get their bodies going with this. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I really think that social media is very psychic. So all of these like prepare your body for pregnancy things are like popping up on my feed. I'm like more pressure to like get it right. I'm like, I can't, I just like, I can't, I'm just healing my body right now. Well, there are so many moms that maybe do need to prepare their body, but you, um, that isn't a message for you at this time. Amazing. I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah. (laughs) And also so glad I quit smoking a year ago. It's just perfect timing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The spirit baby has been guiding you all along. Oh my God. And actually sometimes for, um, I think it's, I do feel like it's for women in particular, spirit babies can like wreak havoc in your life because they're <laughs> like, this partner has to go. This job is not for us. <laughs> Damn. It's 
powerful. It is really for your good. Um, so I, yeah. <laughs> I love that so much, Jessica. That was so healing. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. We're so seriously, seriously, yeah. amazing. Oh, wow. Wow. Jessica. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, thank you for sharing that about your guides. I am just like so inspired and I hope listeners are too, to connect with, um, to connect with your guides. Cause they're always there. They're always there. And it's so funny. Like if you knew what it was like to not have them there like if you were just like okay go entirely away for one minute and let me go make a sandwich or something without you like something super mundane and then you'd be like whoa like they help with everything <laughs> they're like looking out so much oh my god I love that <laughs> oh it's so good this is how we use a knife <laughs> yeah they're I guess I'm just speaking from my own experience, but like, like grab this slice of bread and not that one and you, you know, more mayonnaise or whatever. You need more fat girl. Or... I love that. That's amazing. Okay, guys, we love you. Stick around. Please stick around. Well, then we will wrap it up. This has just been the most like expansive conversation. I really want to thank you. So and honored. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I'm curious for our listeners, um, how can they get in touch with you if they're interested in working with you? Well, I'm so grateful to everyone who's listening. You've attracted so many beautiful and creative and spunky souls. And I love it so much. And thank you for listening. If you want to get a hold of me, my Instagram is at love Jess Briggs. And that's a B as in boy, R-I-G-G-S. And my um, website is jessicabriggs.me. And I keep my offerings up there. I do tend to shift my offerings a lot. Um, To be honest with you, I think I'm in a transition out of one-to-one sessions at some point in 2021 and only be offering group experiences. Um, So if somebody wants to get that in, just let me know and we will make sure it happens. Amazing. I love you guys so much. <laughs> I love you. Thank you so much for being here. Seriously. It was incredible. And that was um that was my conversation with Jessica. I hope you enjoyed so much. She is um she is just a very calm reserved I don't want to say quiet but just a a gentle gentle soul I could listen to her voice all day long and um really just feel so moved by um that healing or that communication from my spirit baby at the end which was so so lovely um I do want to point out one thing and that is that on Jessica's website She offers an amazing quiz called Which Thought Pattern Are You Ready to Upgrade? Um, And it's a fun quiz. I've taken it um, just to help you upgrade your own thought patterns, which is super cool. So if you visit her website, which is jessicabriggs, B-R-I-G-G-S dot me slash free gifts, you can take that quiz. Super fun. That's it for today's show. Thank you so, so, so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed. If you have a moment and you're in the Apple Podcast app, 
please rate and review the show. I could really use all the ratings I can get. And share this episode with a friend that may benefit from it. You never know. And of course, hit subscribe to keep up with new weekly episodes. Until next week, visit sarahcohan.com. That's S-A-R-A-H-C-O-H-A-N.com to find other podcast episodes. And you can find Lit AF on Instagram at It's Me, Sarah Cohan. And you can also find me on Clubhouse. Thank you again for listening. Please stay lit, Lit AF. And I hope to see you back here next week. 